0: There's a dangerous school of thought in tradie business owners that keeping your overheads to a minimum is the way to go. Tune into today's podcast when we discuss why this approach could be costing you thousands of dollars in lost profits and keeping you time poor. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Team... Hope you're doing well. TFJ here, Tony Fraser-Jones in the uh, host seat of the Profitable Trading Podcast. Looking across the desk at my smiling friend, Phil Smith, my co-host. How are you, my man? I'm smiling, aren't I? So that's always good. It's a good start. Yeah. All righty. What's, uh, what's happening today? What are we getting into? Mate, we are myth-busting today. Myth-busting.
1: Bit of a tongue twister there, it but is. we're busting a big myth. Uh, look, we often hear from clients that they'd really love to increase the profitability of their business, which is something we do pretty well around here.
0: Yeah, and if you're not not wanting to do that in your business, you're probably, that's another whole discussion. Well, you need if you're not wanting to make profit, you should probably uh,
1: deregister and re-register as a charity. because right. you Because uh, you'll pay less tax. That's right, yeah. Um, but in this case, often there's a thought that you can either increase your margin or you can decrease your overhead expenses. And unfortunately, the latter just doesn't really work out that well. Now, surely you don't want to go wasting money on non-necessary things, you know, like don't get me wrong. But usually we find there isn't much you could cut out of a business's overheads without actually decreasing their productive capacity. And we've touched on productive capacity in previous episodes. We'll touch on it again today. Yep. Um but if you decrease your productive capacity by cutting overheads, it actually usually makes the business harder, you know, less enjoyable, and ultimately less profitable in the long run. So today we're going to dive into why keeping your overheads low is actually killing your business success.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's almost a little back to front, but sometimes, well, actually, mate, let's be honest. Most of the the people that we've helped, and there's thousands of business owners now right across the trades: plumbing, electrical, painting, glazing, tiling, landscaping joinery a whole bunch of stuff most of them don't have enough overheads actually they're yeah. thin in the overheads area which means effectively the size of the factory that they've got to do you know to run their business is not big enough i don't mean their physical factory i mean the, their ability to do and grow is actually not there because they just don't have the infrastructure and that's what overheads are about that's it
1: that's it and i'm sure you got a story for us i do have
0: a story Damn. uh story from uh winston churchill he was quite famous that guy yeah yeah, a couple of cigars. Yep, a few cigars. Yeah, Just to smoke them in the bath.
1: Yeah, classic. Yeah. Bath is a good place
0: to think. Is it? Apparently. Yeah. Archimedes thought so. It, that's right. Eureka, well done. Yeah. Happy days. Anyway, but, what have but, we got? Yeah. Uh, he it's, said taxing a country back to prosperity is like standing in a bucket, trying to lift yourself up by the handle. It's difficult to do. And I think sometimes cutting expenses is is a bit like that as well. It's like, it just doesn't work. You know, trying to no. keep your overheads low in order to increase profits might sh- might work in the short term, uh, but it's kind of like standing in the bucket trying to lift yourself up by the handle. Yeah, 100%. And, and to, to give you an example, um, you know, if you want to grow your business, often you need to invest to do that to, to increase the revenue. And and we, we work with a scaffolding company as an example. Uh, really neat people, but they needed to buy some more scaffolding to grow. Yeah. And... You know, not everyone goes with cash to buy the scaffolding, you get a loan as well. And that increases your overheads. You've got more loan payments. Hmm. But there's no way you could grow the business without the scaffolding.
1: No, that's right. I mean, unlike you know, a lot of other trades businesses, you can, you know, get another staff member, it adds a bunch of extra revenue immediately and you know, there's some cost involved, sure, but it recovers quite quickly. Um, you can't just get more people with scaffolding. Sure, you need more people, but you need the scaffolding itself, yep. right? And that's that's really what we're talking about. So,
0: well, even even uh, any other business, you know, you you get someone uh, and they're immediately earning revenue, which is fine. But you still need to buy a van. Yeah, that's and that's right. going to increase your overheads. Yeah, you may even need to get some tools. You know, you can have uniform to buy. You can have all kinds or of fuel, expenses, that's all that it. sort of stuff. So there are more overheads, but yeah, you can't grow without it. So that's right. That's right. So um, yeah, it's it's um this actually really frustrates me the kind of real cost focus that, that some business owners have because it's actually cutting the nose off in spite of their face. And we need to dig into that, I think, today. Yeah, it's going to be super totally. juicy, mate. Yeah,
1: looking forward to it. So, I mean, if we don't get this right and we are trying to save our way into profit,
0: um, you know, what's going to go wrong? Well, the first thing is, you know, if, you, if you're always trying to trim overhead, you actually end up reducing the productive capacity of the business. You, you end up taking away the 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 business's ability to grow. And if you think, overheads are kind of like the factory that you set up. And I don't mean like your physical workshop or factory, although that's part of it. It's that, plus it's the systems you have and the technology. Maybe it's the people in the back office who do the invoicing and pricing and and run operations. If you trim those down, you know, you need a factory of a certain size to do a certain amount of work. And if you want to do more work, you need a bigger factory. Yeah. So so that's part of it. Uh, I think it can detract from the real problem. Maybe... You think your overheads are too high, but the problem might be, you know, you need more sales. You need to really grow your revenue. Totally. Your marketing's not not good or your sales aren't good. That might be an issue.
1: Mate, we see this all the time. You know, someone's like, hey, I just took on an ops manager and so now my overheads have gone way up. um, So I need to look for where I can cut expenses so that I can still make profit. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, or you could just look to increase your sales, you know, (laughs) Uh, and actually make this balance out. That's why you got the ops manager, right, is so that you can take on extra team members without killing you. And people say, oh
0: well, yeah,
1: I'm like, cool, so don't look to cut your expenses, look to grow your sales,
0: and you can be distracted from that real problem if you're always looking to cut. Well, there's another huge problem that that comes up often, and people may have cash flow problems, uh, and actually they're like, well, I need to cut expenses, but the reason they have cash flow problems is, one, uh, they're slow at pricing work, two, they have no process for collecting money, Yeah, and that's because they have no one in the office who sends invoices on time, uh, follows them up and does the debt collection. Yeah, It may be because you don't have an operations person to make sure that the jobs are organised properly. You're trying to do everything yourself or maybe you've got someone helping you and they're tapped out as well and there's a lot of disorganisation. There's a lot of extra trips to your sites. Materials aren't getting ordered. People are, are standing around you know, burning labour hours and the, the very problem you have, you're trying to solve it in the opposite way, like you're trying yeah. to cut costs, where you actually need to invest some more money into the things that are going to allow you to get the money that you uh, aren't making that you should be. Makes yeah, sense. Hundred
1: percent. Hundred percent. You know, you go and you look into your expenses, and you're like, "Man, we spent a lot on marketing this this month. We should really cut back on that." You know, so it's a lot of money. I spent three grand, and it's like, "Okay, cool." So you cut your marketing budget, and then uh, what happens to your sales? <laughs> it's not. I, I, I don't. Are uh, you going to shit the bed the next yeah. month, aren't you? So. Uh, it's very, very um, restrained of you today, mate. Well, I'm just trying to watch my language after you
0: yep. calling me out for it, so I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit hurt. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. We We'll have a cuddle up, cuddle later. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to end up being pretty busy and stressed too because overheads are what allow you to buy time back. You know, if you if you have to do everything, save money by spending your time. I'll Tell you what, there's two resources you got in time uh, in in life: time and money. One is renewable, and one is not. You always get more money, but you never get more time. That's it, and so overheads are about creating lifestyle as well. Yeah, that's uh, it. And so if you don't have enough overheads, you just can't grow, plain and simple. Yeah, totally. And with that, I mean, if you're
1: covering, you know, different things that you've cut out, you've cut out an overhead because you're like, I can, I can cover that personally. Sure, you waste your time, um, but your time also has value, so you're actually wasting money as well because you know that that's your, you know, your hourly rate, like whatever you're worth to the business, is now being spent on something rather than what you. Well, or could this be is a st- classic,
0: and, and we uh, in our coaching program, Million Dollar Trading Program, we talk about the twenty or the twenty five dollar an hour tasks. Now, these are tasks that a lot of business owners, and maybe uh, if you're listening or watching or whatever, you've done this as well. Is you're like, well, I can do that. Maybe it's the wages or filing tax or uh, I don't know, uh, getting the mail, whatever. Yeah, uh, any of the and, and and you are doing it yourself, and I'm I'm saving twenty five, even thirty bucks an hour well, how much would you make even if you build that time out on a job? Yeah, like it's a a no-brainer.
1: Well, let alone other things you could be doing. Maybe you could be building a process which is going to save every single one of you guys five minutes on every single job they do, which is going to make you, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars over time. Um, you know, and if you could make those processes in one hour, then I'd say there's a hundred thousand dollar an hour task.
0: But you're like, oh, but I am going to go do something else for an hour and save 25 bucks. I'm too busy doing madness. other stuff. So so it is madness. Yeah. It could be, you know, you're building pricing templates, could be you're visiting an important customer, and nurturing the relationship, and it's a building contractor who's going to actually give you 500 grand worth of work every exactly. year. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I think the thing is, it's like, sure, you save your 25 bucks, but the opportunity cost of your own time is actually
0: huge. It is. Yeah. And so if we get it right, you know, we're going to really. I think we'll have the tools to drive really strong margins in our business. So that's, that's one thing, and that's super important. Mm. Uh, often if your overheads are really low, your margins tend to be a bit low as well because of all that disorganisation. We've talked about that. Mm. Uh, you're going to keep your sanity. I think you're going to build a platform for growing the business as well. And in yeah. the future, you will increase profits, and you actually have a sustainable business. That's it. One that means you can actually get away and enjoy a holiday without everything falling to bits. That's it, and that's all we want. That's the, that's the goal. That's the dream. So how do we do it? Well, I think the, the first thing is probably understanding what overheads are. Yeah. So overheads are, we, we call them indirect costs. Yeah,
1: indirect costs, fixed costs, overheads. Yep. It's everything that comes in between your gross profit yep. margin and your net profit margin. Yep. So it's like the bottom half of your profit and loss yep. or your income statement. And so, I
0: mean, if, if maybe if you're listening, you're not familiar with some of this, and, and this is super important, actually. If you're not familiar with it, uh, well... You kind of need to be. I don't know how to say it.
1: Yeah, financial yeah. literacy is key. I mean, and if you're listening to this and you feel like, you know, financial literacy isn't where you want to be, then, hey, look, we got heaps of resources that we can help you out with. You can talk to some of our coaches, yeah, but or, like, this is crucial stuff, guys. It's or or really, accountant or someone. Yeah, just someone. You need to get across, across to this. You need to
0: learn it. Um, so that's important. So your overheads, you know, will include things like your rent, power, phone, uh, vehicle costs, um, loans. Uh, it'll include all your... Uh, off the tools or out, off, the, you know, people who aren't in the field will include all their salaries. Office-based so wages. Office-based wages. So your office administrators, your customer service reps, estimators, mm-hmm. pricing people, operations managers. yeah, Paying uh, accounting
1: fees, all those kinds all of things. All that sort of stuff. All your little bits, yep. bank fees, all yep. that kind yep. of yep. thing. Yep. All yep. that yep. sort of stuff.
0: Lease, I think I yep. mentioned that. Uh, and so the next thing is, hey, probably need to benchmark this. And it's yep. sort of an ideal range here. Hmm. Uh, and we talk about it, overheads as a percentage of sales, Yeah. so you know, we, we probably want to aim somewhere between 18 and, and sort of 25, maybe 28% yep. of uh, overheads as a percentage of sales, and that's just you take your overheads and divide it by your sales.
1: Yeah. Now I think the range here's real important that because is important. this is actually what we find comes up with our Million Dollar Trading members a lot is, hey, I feel like my overheads are getting a little bit high. Um, and the first thing we look at is where it sits within that range. Because uh, if you're in that range, I know it's a big range. there. There's you know 10% can be pretty big swing. Um, the reason there's a big range is, is because of the different stages of growth. You know, like if you've been growing a lot lately and you haven't added any extra infrastructure, you're probably going to be getting higher revenue, which means the same number of overheads in dollars is going to be a lower percentage, maybe around the 18. But then what happens is you add some extra infrastructure, maybe you hire an ops manager or you get a bigger premises, whatever it is, um, and that's going to push that overhead number up without your sales having instantly grown. So you might head up towards the 28% of sales and that just means that now you have a platform to continue to grow and then your revenue will continue going up from there and, um, and it will become a lower and lower percentage even though the number is the same. Mm. So if you're missing me with this, I think the biggest thing you want to know is that as you add infrastructure, you'll head more towards the 28%. Then as you grow from there because you have the stronger platform, the percentage will go down What we know is a problem is when you get into the point, if you're under 18%, you will be overworked, you will be tapped out, you will be having struggles because you're just too lean, you don't have the infrastructure you need to handle the amount of sales you're making. If you're over the 28%, you might have a little bit too much fat or you might just need to actually start getting some growth off the back of the platform you've built.
0: I think there's another thing in here, Phil, as well that's important is different types of businesses will have a different uh, target for this percentage. Totally. So, so, for instance, if you are a service oriented business, so you do a lot of service calls, maintenance work, phones are ringing, uh, emails are coming in, you're doing, you know, four or 500 jobs. Lots of scheduling. Uh, you know, a month, lots of scheduling, uh, lots of vans uh, on the road. You're going to have a lot of CSRs. You're going to have a lot of invoicing and stuff to do. You're going to be at the higher percentage of overheads. Of course. But, but you'll also have a much higher gross margin. You should be making more per job as a percentage. So it covers itself off. Yeah. If you're more in the construction sector, maybe you're an electrical business and you, you know, work, work with, uh, housing companies and you're doing punching out lots of houses, uh, it might be a bit lower because you know it's a, it's maybe a slightly simpler model, less jobs, um, maybe, but then your your gross margin might be a bit lower as well. So yeah, well you've
1: got less admin, you've got less sales and sales costs, marketing costs, and things like that because you know you're not having to. Every job is not a new sale where you had to do marketing That's and right. sales to get it. So it doesn't take as much scheduling. Just as, as you say, it's kind of the opposite situation yeah. of the the service based business. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of explains the range. But I think the big thing is that as you start getting to the lower end of that range, you know it's time to probably invest in some extra
0: infrastructure, or otherwise you won't be able to keep yeah. sustaining growth from there. That's huge, and and uh, I can think of many clients. Uh, who who come to us and they're incredibly st- stressed, busy, um, you know, basically in overwhelm and we do their overhead percentage and it's like 12% or 15% and it's like immediately we know that's the problem. They yep. have not invested in any of the infrastructure of their business. They need an operations manager like yesterday. Yeah. They need another admin uh, assistant like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, that they need to do that otherwise, one, they're going to blow up or two, the business is going to blow up and often what's happening in those situations, the customer service is suffering, the cash flow is suffering uh, and actually they need more overheads. Yeah, that's right and if you're
1: looking at this thinking, well, my percentage of overheads is like 12% but if I, you know, if I added any more, I wouldn't make any money, I'm like, well, then your GP, your gross margin is too low. Because if your gross margin is only just covering 12%, that means your gross margin is probably like 15% or something, which is way too low. Massive. so the reason why you're having to be so tapped out is because you're unwilling to price your work at a a profitable rate.
0: when we talk about GP, gross margin, if you're not familiar with that, that basically means the profitability of your jobs. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes we will hide poor job profitability by having low overheads and we think we're okay. But actually, pretty much we're just screwing ourselves.
1: Yeah. To put it in a
0: yeah. blunt term.
1: Yeah, well, that's how you end up making no money and having no time. That's right. Which is uh, the to triangle. That, that's of right. Cramp. That's the Quinella <laughs> you don't want to win. Yeah, that's the one. So, um, so yeah, I think, should we talk a bit more about this productive capacity? Because I think, I think it is a really important you know, part massive, of this. Massive. Uh, and, you obviously we've talked about it before and is that whole concept of building the bigger factory, which uh, we got from Stephen
0: Covey, obviously. Yep. So great book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. Uh, he's dead just now, but very, very smart guy. Very wise, definitely recommend that. Even listen to it on Audible, yeah, uh, which is a great thing. But yeah, he, he says there's two types of work. There's productive work or production where you're actually doing the job and that might be you're out plumbing a house or pouring a driveway or you know landscaping a garden, whatever. That's production. But productive capacity is where you're actually building stuff that's going to create leverage in the future. So it might be creating systems in your business, it might be doing some marketing, building some hiring systems, hiring people, uh, building relationships, doing strategy. Yeah. Uh, planning, all that stuff, and overheads are required to do that.
1: That's right. And if you're looking at you know expenses to cut, it's often easy to say, oh well, I can't cut this because it would damage production. But the question you need to ask is, if I cut an expense, is that damaging productive capacity? Because if it is, that's equally invaluable. You can't cut it. And I think you know if we're looking around, you know, people listening today, have a little think about your own expenses. Like, what would you even cut? Like think about your current overhead costs. Like, what would you cut? Would you cut your premises? Then what? You know, you you'd you cut staff. I mean, like, then how would you get anything done? Would you cut vehicle costs? Well, how would people get the jobs? You cut marketing. How would you get jobs? I mean, like, cut training. You cut training, or then you'll have skill gaps. You get more rework callbacks. It's going to eat your margin away. You make less money anyway. Like these are all things that you need. You cut management. Well, then what? You got to run around after a whole team all on your own. You know, you cut office help. Well, now who's going to do your invoicing? Yeah, who's, going who's going to chase to up the bills? Exactly. And then what,
0: you going to do it for free?
1: I mean, that's not helpful either.
0: So, yeah. You know, and I think that that's important. And, it, and it, it hits into the other point is that there is actually an incredibly uh, high hidden cost to doing things yourself. Massive. And so we often think that's free. I can take that on board. But actually, you're just burning up your time. And as we talked about before, there's an opportunity cost to your time. Yeah. It's actually you're actually robbing yourself when you do that. Yeah. You're robbing 100%. yourself of, of opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know. have got to yeah. understand the true value of your time. This is an pretty incredibly important concept. How much am I actually worth? And listen, if you if you're still uh out in the field with the tool belt on, you probably think, Oh, my time's worth ninety bucks an hour or 120 bucks an hour, whatever your charge it is. That's not right. That's not <laughs> right. Nah. As a business owner, you make the business decisions, they're worth a lot more than that. That's 100% right uh, and I mean we'll dive into this in
1: another episode yeah. in more depth but there's a little calculation we use where basically I don't care what you what you do, I don't care what business you run or how far through you are, like your time is worth a minimum of $300 per hour if you do nothing else but work on the tools basically. Um, but We'll dive into that another day yeah. but if you use that as a small benchmark and there will be a lot of a lot of you out there listening where your time's probably worth more like two dollars or $3,000 per hour or even more. Um, but definitely like you you can't be looking at your time as being free when you're doing something in the business.
0: Look, as your business grows, so some of you will have smaller businesses. If you're listening, you maybe it's yourself and a couple of people or maybe you've got five or six people, but the others listening who have got 10, 15, 20 people, maybe 30 to 100 people, uh, and you've built out a whole management team. And so your overhead structure might be a little different there. It may be a little bit higher because you've got that fully built-in management team, but also then... You've got a lot of freedom and flexibility. That's right. And you might think, well, why do I want to low, you know, a higher overhead percentage? Well, you we don't want it, but it might be there. The, the point is, overall, you're going to be making a whole lot more money as a, as a dollars point of view. That's know? right. If your revenues ten million and your overheads are just a little bit higher, your total profit then is going to be more. Yeah, and that's But so, right. and you've got the time and as well. You have the
1: time. That's the big key. That's the key. And that yeah. that's
0: our our jam is how do you get time, money, and freedom? Yeah. Uh, yep. And overheads are an important part of that, so they are not a dirty word. Nah, and I mean
1: time, money, freedom, and then the other bits here: headspace, enjoyment. You know, like it's the, these are the things that you got into business for. Um, otherwise you just go thrash yourself with someone else, right? So I think yeah, you got to make sure you do that, and overheads are key. So yeah, you know, obviously as well, too low overheads. I mean, it can really affect your yeah you know, other bits of the business, like your, your margin, your cash flow. I mean, you end up with poor organization. You know no one to follow up debtors. If you've got poor organisation because nobody's you know sorting things out in the office side of things because your overheads are trying to stay low, the guys on site are all up the wop and then, uh, and then it can affect your margins. You know, things are just disorganized; don't happen right, and then that becomes an even worse problem. A Yeah. Um. You know, it can affect your cash flow, like we said. No one to follow up debtors. You know, no one to actually action your debtors process or, or you know your receivables process. And well, this is cash huge. Flow suffers. Yeah.
0: And we, I think we, we kicked this around earlier on in, in the episode. Is like sometimes you go to cut costs because you haven't got enough money, but the reason you don't have any money because you haven't spent enough on your overheads already. That's it. That's uh, it. Which is, I know that's a mind bend. But yep. it's, it's 100% true. Yeah, and, and it, can, it's it can be hard to see on your own sometimes. Very though. hard to see on your own. And also yeah. it's, when you're in that position, it's very hard to think, "Well, oh, I'm going to have to spend some more money to sort this out. But hey, sometimes you do. Yeah, for sure.
1: Sometimes you do. And look, there's a real dangerous belief that you know, you'll be able to afford these expenses again once you can increase sales. But like we said, you may never increase those sales without the expenses that you cut. Well, you out. can't
0: lift yourself up in yeah, that bucket, in that bucket, by, by the, the handle—that's handle. right. It yeah, just yeah. doesn't work. You need a bigger bucket to to catch more, um, more profit. Simple That's as right. that.
1: Yeah. So I suppose we just got to be open to these expenses, understand where we're at, yeah. understand our financials, and we can start to get our head around
0: you know what needs to stay. Hundred percent. Because there's very few business owners who waste money on overheads. Most of them don't spend enough. Yeah, definitely.
1: So should we land this plane? Good place to finish.
0: Yeah. So look, reducing overheads, as we said, can be a really—it's a really tempting thought. And it seems like an easy shortcut to to better profits, but I think it's it's very important to actually focus on building the productive capacity of the business. You know, using use expenses or make expenses happen that actually build the business instead of focusing on just getting jobs done and profits in the short term. You've got to build for the long term. So overheads—they're not the enemy in the business. It's just wasteful expenses that are the real problem. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one: grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading and it's at ProfitableTradieBook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable trading in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15 minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.